Welcome to the Biltmore Church Podcast. Our church exists to glorify God by making disciples of Jesus who reach up, reach in, and reach out. And this podcast is a resource that's hopefully going to help you do just that. We're in week six of our Ask Me Anything teaching series, wrapping it up as we've been covering some of the biggest and toughest questions of the faith. Um, A lot of these questions that the culture is asking the church, and uh, we're just diving right into God's word and tackling those questions together. And including last Sunday, where we talked about, is the Bible authoritative? And we're going to be talking a little bit more about the Bible today. But first, let's do some quick introductions. Uh, My name is Christian Cooper. I serve on staff as the online campus pastor. And I'm here today again with our lead pastor, Bruce Frank. And back again, now for the second time, we have Sierra Delgado, our director of local outreach. Uh, and we're looking forward to, to jumping in with newly you guys engaged. Today. Let's yeah. go ahead and let's That's get right. the news out. Newly, Show it newly off. engaged. Quick let's get that, that yeah. camera. Oh, this camera. Let's get there. We there go. There we go. <laughs> Congrats. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. Yeah. We're excited. I know this is also pretty exciting to be on here with us. You That's know, right. I was looking forward on. to yeah. Yeah. Which one? Which one? Which one? Prioritize. But we're gonna talk about the Bible, Pastor. You did a great job of talking about is the Bible authoritative, and you. You laid out some some really practical and um, helpful things when it comes to studying the Bible. So I don't want to insinuate that you didn't do that because that was definitely a part of the message. But want to take some time and spend even more practical time jumping in, maybe for the person who's really looking to dive into God's Word Monday to Saturday and uh, read the Bible for themselves. I think we just kick it off with what's maybe some of the best practices for studying the Bible. What's the best way to approach it? Uh, maybe some things that you guys do personally, some things that you've learned, uh, some things not to do. I know that's about eight questions in one, but we'll just jump right in from there. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I will start off, and I would say the biggest thing is start. And mm-hmm. if you're new to Bible study or if you're an old hand that's kind of gotten away from it, is really just start. And a little bit of that is a desire. Uh, it's a desire. It's like I want to. I want to hear from God. And, you know, and so a desire to hear from God, it's going to take a little bit of discipline to start. Um, it's kind of like anything. If you hadn't been in the gym in a long time, uh, it's going to take a little bit of discipline to, you know, get your hind end in there and work out some of the things that help or a little bit of accountability. Accountability is not like checking up on you as much as encouraging you. Somebody that is a friend that, hey, what are you learning? What's God teaching you? Um uh, maybe you'd read a, a book together and you talk about, if you're going to talk every week, hey, we you learn in the book of Ephesians, uh, you, know, we were, you know, a bunch of little things like that. But really, it's, an, it's encouragement. Like anything, it's a little bit easier to do it as a team sport. But the main thing is start. I would say the second thing is have a plan. And there's a thousand plans. And front to back is certainly a one of those good plans. It's just not the only plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Sierra mentioned earlier is one of the things that she's shared with for the folks is the Bible's not written strictly chronologically. Mm-hmm. All right, there's structure to it. Um, and so thinking of it kind of as a library with bunches of different divisions in there that you can go to as opposed to just a book like a normal book you read front to back. And there's nothing wrong, again, there's nothing wrong with that Bible plan. Many of Bible plan readers have, you know, died a slow death <laughs> when they go Genesis awesome you know yeah. Exodus a Christian Bale pretty awesome and then they just die in Leviticus yeah. and they think oh, I could never understand this and and so I would say a way to do it would maybe to have a you know get one of the plans that has an Old Testament reading and a New Testament reading and a Psalm and a Proverb that's pretty common yeah. uh, I mean you can read the whole Bible and I can't remember seeing a bunch of different statistics but if you read it 10 minutes a day I mean you can easily read it in a, in a, in a given year but you know, they all have a plan, have a place, have a partner. 
that helps yeah, you with it. It's, 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 it's the, Which, <laughs> by the that. way, for those, uh, P is the letter that you can alliterate almost anything. Just a little little freebie <laughs> yeah. there, Christian. Yeah, if you're a teacher, yeah, the, or a the, preacher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the the pathway of peace, the principle of peace, the particulars of peace. I mean, it's going. You know, it's just, it's it's. You old need school. to patent those peas. Hey, hey, there we go. There we go. Um, so yeah, that would that would those are just some some thoughts. But the main thing is start after once you get some momentum, it's like it'll become a delight. That's what the mm-hmm. psalmist would say. Yeah. But it, it's sometimes not that at the very start. That's good it, to know. Um, it takes a little bit, but then you're like, how did I ever do without this? Mm-hmm. But at the front end, sometimes it's not if you're new to it. You talking about doing the Bible in a year reminded me of a really good resource called the Bible Recap. I can't remember who it's by. I think it's Tara Cobble. I could be wrong, so don't quote me on that. Um, but that gives you a breakdown, and it walks you through the Bible chronologically in a year. Um, and there's also a podcast that goes along with it to help the reader That's listen good. along. Um, and so I've done bits and pieces of that before. I've never actually, I'm one of those, you know, I die a slow death, and then I go back and read <laughs> yeah. what I want to yep. read. Um, but what's been really helpful for me is journaling. Uh, I think that being able to jot down what I'm thinking through and even your, you know, um, acronym that you use today, REAP, I, I tend to do those types of things until I get to the point that I, I don't even realize that I'm using an acronym in the way that I journal, you know, but it ends up being whether it's REAP or here, or any of those that we've said in the past. And so journaling is really helpful for me. And yeah, accountability of someone asking me like, Hey, what are you reading? Like, what's the Lord teaching you? Um, it's huge, but I've found in myself that starting is the hardest thing, like getting out of bed, actually setting my alarm and having that plan of, if I don't know what I'm going to read in the morning, the odds of me getting up is really slim. Um, And so I think that's a challenge for me is always knowing like, okay, I'm going to be in the book of Romans and this is what this is going to look like. And I, I personally separate my like, Bible reading time from doing like a devotional because then I end up spending way more time in the devotional or whatever, you know, book I'm reading that's by someone else other than like actually reading God's word. So I try to be intentional about that of like having a devoted, I'm just reading scripture and in, in reading it, understanding it, interpreting it for myself. Yeah. Yeah. Now two things she said, one of them is like, that is true. When you, a lot of devotionals are a whole lot of commentary and a little bit of word, right? The best commentaries are, a word with a few clarifying comments. Mm-hmm. So just, you know, be careful if you read whatever, not be careful, just be aware. Right. Daily right. crouton or whatever the thing <laughs> was called. Um, I would say we this, still need to write a devotion. Now, nowadays, <laughs> nowadays, don't underestimate listening to the word. Mm-hmm. When I say that is there's commutes going on, people are jogging, that kind of stuff. Um, reading is awesome because you can underline all that kind of stuff, but listening to the Bible, there's like, Virtually every Bible app has a listening part of that. So if you're commuting or working out at the gym, just put it on. And um, whether it be reading or listening to it, you're getting the same thing. You're getting the mm-hmm. you're, you're getting the word into your heart and into your soul. So don't underestimate listening to the Bible uh, again on your commute and your exercise um, in your in your time. I like yeah. that too. I think a couple of principles that jump out to me is number one: the times, especially when I was a younger believer. The times where I really like fell on my face when it came to reading the Bible were the times where I was approaching it as an end in itself and not a means to an end. So mm-hmm. I was jumping into the word because either it, it fell into like a religious, I want God to be happy with me, which mm. reading the Bible right. doesn't make you know God approve of you, the, the work of Jesus has. Um, and so those times have been the hardest times to get in the word and the best times in the word have been the times where no, no, I'm, I'm doing this in order to like be with Jesus yeah. and to have that interaction with him yeah. on a daily basis. I, can't remember who, uh, I don't know if it's Chandler or whoever just called it grace-based disciplines. Mm-hmm. 
but that's the key phrase. They're grace-based. This is not to get approval or even to have a good day, so to speak. Now, part of it is going to be a better day because your mind's getting renewed and takes away a lot of anxiety, that kind of stuff. But I mean, one of the things, I love talking about this stuff, but one of the thing is sometimes God will have an immediate application for you. Like Sierra might be reading it and it's, it's, um, you know, something she can immediately say, boy, this is it. I'm walking into this now. But sometimes it's not, but doesn't mean it's, it's like a, it's like a bank account. You're putting stuff, you're making deposits consistently, but your withdrawals might be at a different time. So don't underestimate just consistent people. Right. Sit it's like if you, uh, if you don't see a family member, especially like a young kid, if you don't see your nephew or something for a year, all of a sudden you're like, you look how big you've gotten because <laughs> you hadn't seen him in a year and yeah. he's grown a foot. But the parents who see him every single day probably didn't notice any of those little growth spurts. Same way he was, you know, I saw a guy today at church today. I hadn't seen him in 16 years. He was wow. at my church in Humble. And, and I was sitting there going, just think about the change that has happened in mm -hmm. 16 years to both of us, not, not just physically, but in every single way. So I would say this, don't underestimate just consistency. Yeah. Just consistency. Small it's, some, some days are going to be like, oh, you know, a rhema where God just gives you a word and you're like, that's, oh, uh, well, I mean, you know, you get the, you know, get the goosebumps and everything. Not every day is like that. Mm -hmm. Some days you're like, oh. Not sure how that's going to work. You pray about it, <laughs> yeah. and then six weeks later, you, God like brings that back up to mind when you're in a conversation with somebody that, you know, you're like, okay, that's why you're putting that in my life here because mm -hmm. I was going to need to withdraw it in six weeks, and I had no clue you did. Yeah. That's a helpful. Yeah. Even your illustration of like going to the gym. I'm not going to do like a hundred crunches and sit up and be like, where are my abs? You know, like <laughs> yeah. it has to be something that you're consistently. I mean, I've done that, but <laughs> it didn't work. Yeah, 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 exactly. It is, it is something that you consistently, as you build the rhythm and you trust in the fact that like the Lord is the one who's sustaining and growing yeah. you. It's not, it's not you like, it's not a legalistic, you know, yeah. uh, religious. I have to do this in order to attain the Lord's yeah. approval. Um, but you get to do it out of a joy and a delight. And that's something I really struggled with mm. as a young believer is I'm, I, I think you've said this before and on a Sunday morning, Pastor Bruce, but a recovering legalist, like I really struggle. I'm driven. I'm goal oriented. I'm super competitive. And it's really difficult for that not to just like drift into my personal mm. relationship with the Lord. And I think over the last two years, I've been really convicted actually from John um, chapter five. I have it opened here in verse 39. Um, Jesus talks to the Pharisees and he says that you search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life and it is that they actually bear witness to me. And so something that I have to oftentimes pray before I even approach the word is Lord, help me understand that this is, this is for me to better understand you mm -hmm. as the source of life. Yep. This isn't, this isn't my source of salvation. It's right. just pointing to it. Yeah. So even sometimes when those rhythms do become religious, I have to stop and remind myself of the fact that like the Bible, the scriptures are for instruction, endurance, and hope. Like Paul yeah. writes about that in Romans. Um, and so that's something that I have to do oftentimes in the mornings before I approach the word is a heart check of like, Lord, you know my heart and you can show me the grievous ways within me. And even though it's a good thing to read the Bible, if I'm approaching it in a way that's legalistic and about what I'm doing, the mm -hmm. quantity mm -hmm. of which I'm doing, not the quality, I think those are two very distinct things, yeah. then it can very quickly become about me and my knowledge and what I'm gaining rather than the outpouring of grace that I can receive when yeah. I enjoy my time with the Lord. And that's something I've had to please and beg the Lord for mm -hmm. in my relationship with him is like, God, I need 
to grow in an appetite for your word. Yeah. Like I need to hunger for the bread of life and thirst for your living water because I don't naturally. Yeah. Right. Um, and that's something that's been really difficult for me. And I think I really struggled early on in my faith of like, all of these leaders just wake <laughs> up at 5 a.m. and start burning candles yeah. with a you know, piping cup of coffee and yep. just seem to enjoy it. But I didn't realize that was something that it's a learned behavior that you have to learn to enjoy. That's really helpful. Yeah, and don't be, you know, and don't be too harsh on yourself in this regard. To Sierra's point, same kind of by the way, don't lose your competitiveness. That's why you're like awesome on our staff team. We love competitive people. Um, but uh, you know, if you miss a day, you don't just beat yourself up. Mm-hmm. I would say, you know, when it, when you know, one day turns into two, two turns into three, three turns into a week. You might not notice it, but it, it, there's a time where your soul begins to kind of shrivel up a little mm-hmm. bit. I know personally, it's like, you know, if I miss, it almost goes back to as, as, a, as a person who's newly engaged and as a person who's been married a few years and I've been married a few years longer, if you, as you prioritize that relationship, um, if you miss, like Lori and I, we have like Friday evening to Saturday evening is, is like, okay, it's ju- unless yeah. there's an emergency, that's us. Now, if something comes up and I can't do that, that's not like the end of the world. But if you do that over and over and over again, that begins to make a difference in the relationship. But in the same way with the Lord, I mean, how do you get close? You spend time, listen, he talks to you, you pray, worship, all those things. It's a relationship. And so if you miss one time in the word, it's not the end of the world. But if you, but you, you're like, oh man, I missed my time. And, and you go back and I want to, I want to be with the Lord. That's why I love it when the Psalms are like, this is like, this is like honey from a honeycomb. I mean, this is. And you could tell he'd gotten to the point where, like, I love being with the Lord. And, and it's interesting. He says, I love the law. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we didn't, he, that's all he had is he had the law. I mean, we got, we have, we have something so much <laughs> yeah, better. And, so much better. And 10, ten Bibles, um, you know, on there. But again. sometimes I got to pray myself into that too, though, where mm-hmm. I know, like, some of those Psalms that, that pop up that help you kind of get into that right heart posture. But sometimes mm-hmm. I'm praying those and I'm like, I don't know if I mean this yet. Yeah. But you can get there. Yeah. You can right. get there over time. And I think the challenge, you know, when you go overseas and you do missions, you see the hunger, especially when you go into areas that, that um, Christianity's kind of pushed down, you know, even persecuted or outlawed. And you see there, it is always so convicting when you see their intense hunger for the word. Right. I mean, like we, you know, Sierra's got, uh, you know, she's got a Bible there. I got a Bible on my phone. Um all that we have so much and you can just with a podcast or whatever you can hear the best you can hear awesome teachers you can hear there's so much stuff it's almost though you know we have so much supplemental stuff that we sometimes forget just get in the just get in the word i mean you got all these awesome teachers and podcasts and commentaries and stuff but then you go overseas and you see them like take one page out of there uh, what are you you're in john like they'll take one page or one paragraph and pass it around yeah and they will just like just they just look like read, read read and then pass it on and it always is such a i mean it feel i feel like i'm indicted anytime mm. and it's not a bad indictment i think it's it's good conviction it's like you know what you get in there, you'd have that same hunger. Mm-hmm. And we got, I got 50 Bibles. Yeah, yeah. So anyway. It's great stuff. Something that's really helped me, at least in my prayer life, and I think it feeds into my time in the Word, has been um, Valley of Vision, mm-hmm. which is like the Puritan prayers. So I usually read one of those before I, you know, jump into mm-hmm. the Word and the Gospel Primer. I think just having a deeper understanding of like, man, what a gift it is um, to have the Word in a language that we understand yep. as well. Speaking of, you know, nations that don't even have the Bible translated yet. Yep. Uh, but those have been two really helpful That's that right. kind of like 
my horrible ADHD mind, like, <laughs> like just get focused and like yep. in the right mindset. Um, and then jump into like Bible reading. Those have been pivotal. Yep. I mean, I read those mm-hmm. at least four or five times a week. Yep. I was going to ask those you Puritan prayers, man, you got to concentrate too. And those <laughs> yeah, that's are, right. the, so if you don't have Valley vision is a good, yeah. certainly a good supplement. And I got the gospel primer on the, on the sabbatical, uh, awesome. reading list. And I would just point people to that little, um, you know, the reap deal we did mm-hmm. this morning. I don't know yeah. if we did it earlier in the podcast. That's just another acronym on how do you do it for me? I've got to, the, the part that I can easily skip over is going from reading and then praying and then moving on mm-hmm. and, and skipping the, let it sit there for a mm-hmm. minute. Me- I mean, it's, it's Bible meditation, but meditation is not some Eastern deal where you put your mind in neutral. Yeah. Uh, biblical meditation is you think and you roll over what I just read. So I'm even like thinking about what Sierra just read out of John 5. You know, I'm like, okay, going back to, the, okay, you think you have eternal life as you read these, but they're really disclosing Jesus. So I'm, th- I'm even kind of marinating on what she just read and then even what she said. So don't skip just thinking about it. Spend a couple of minutes just thinking about the verse or verses you just read because it's almost like it's uh, it's just sinking down. It gives your it gives your soul a chance to reflect mm. on what you just read. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Any resources, uh, whether that's for this particular topic or even the series at large as we wrap it up, anything you'd point people to, whether that's books you yeah. used in prep or things like that would be. Yeah. And we awesome. put all, we put not all, we put the top 10 on our website. When we put series out, we usually put the, the 10 resources we might've used um, the most. I can't remember how we do it. We put at least 10 down uh, from that. So they can always check that part out. But I would say for this series, I mean, Rebecca McLaughlin has a great uh, Mm -hmm. apologetic book called uh, Confronting Christianity. You've obviously got uh, Reason for God by Keller, which is, it's not a classic yet because, you know, but it's, it's really, really close. It's it's getting close. (laughs) I mean, those are two, but Confronting Christianity uh, by Rebecca McLaughlin, she had a couple of uh, ways of looking at, even when it comes to the the Bible that were very helpful just to read. Um, Yeah. I mean, this, I just pulled up that resource you were talking about, which is on the website. If you're curious, you can go to the messages, go to the series and you can click a couple other ones that I know we've talked about throughout the series is uh, that essential Christianity, J.D. Greer. Mm -hmm really helpful. Okay. It's on okay. that list. Yep. Um, and uh, we talked about that Max Anders, 30 days to understand the Bible. Yep. Really good for this particular topic. So yep. there's That's a lot. Good. There's yep. a lot. A lot of good resources. Take advantage of it. Awesome. Well, hopefully this is going to help you. We want to encourage you to, to get into God's word for yourself. Um, I mean, we, we talked about it at length already, but uh, just the uh, the benefit of that relationship is so, so amazing, especially when done over time. The grace-based discipline is the phrase I'm going to try to remember out of today's episode. Um, so hopefully this is helpful for you. I want to invite you to make plans to join us on Sunday. Uh, we're kicking off a new teaching series. And Pastor, we want to uh, wish you, I guess is the best way to say it, a great sabbatical. Right. Very grateful that you get to spend some time away. I know you're going to do a lot of learning and... Um, you're looking forward to recharging and coming back yep. strong. Absolutely. <laughs> and and all weeks. the comms people are thrilled because I'll come back with 2024 teaching series all set up. We're going to hold that, you that, to that, it. That, that, no, it's, all, <laughs> it's 80% done right yeah, now. Yeah. Um, did you, do we want to mention who's coming or have we already done that? Yeah. No, I had that right here, which is, hey, we've got, uh, we're going to be back. Sunday. How much do you want to mention? Because most of them are going to be doing the podcast too, aren't they? Yeah. Almost all of them? Yeah. Most of them? Okay. I I saw one couldn't, but you know, we've got uh, Clayton King, Dan Leanne, uh, Joby Martin, uh, Crawford Loritz, 
and David Platt are the five guys that are coming in these next five weeks. Not, I think I got my order mixed up, and most of them will be doing the podcast. Yeah. So that'll, that'll be uh, that'll be very very fun. Those are some of the best preachers in the country, mm-hmm. and um, friends of our friends of our church. Most of them, uh, Crawford and Platt have not preached here. The other three have. Crawford though talked to our staff um, last year in Atlanta awesome. and did a awesome awesome Amazing. job. If you hadn't heard Crawford Loretz. He's, he's awesome. And nope, it'll be good. Yeah. So like he said, we're going to be here on the podcast. We're going back to a once a week Wednesday episode starting next week. And as you just mentioned, we're going to have some of those guys on here and, and hopefully have some really cool conversations with them. I'm grateful. I mean, so grateful they're here to, to teach, but also to spend the time to talk to our people on this setting is, is very cool. So looking forward to that. And we can't wait for you to be back. It's going to go quick, probably. I don't know if it'll go quicker, like... Uh, hopefully it goes slow for you you get that good time of rest but we're looking forward to you being back and uh, we can't wait to continue the journey as a church Uh, as always you guys are loved and sent 